this is Hunter Skinner here, and you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zaroski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by Hunter Skinner, the man of many hats, with the Team USA winning gold at the 2021 World Juniors, the London Knights, and New York Rangers draft prospect. Hunter, how are you today? Great, how are you? I'm doing great. Really excited to have you on the show. First off, congratulations on winning gold at the 2021 World Juniors. Want to get that out of the way first. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries. So, you spent some time in the USHL with the Muskegon Lumberjacks and the Lincoln Stars. Want to focus specifically on your time in Muskegon because we get a lot of listeners from there. How did your time in Muskegon help develop you as a player? And what will you take away from your time in Muskegon? Absolutely. Um, my 16-year-old year, I'd say I didn't play as much. Um, only played 32 games. Mentally and physically, I grew so much. You know, like when I was 16 years old, I was tiny. I think I was around 5'11", 160 pounds. Oh, yeah. No, that makes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was so young, smaller, you know, being around older guys, you know, it helped out, like, immensely it helped me grow up like really quick i mean with all the older guys and stuff mentally it helped me out so then my second year you know i got i was there for a little more than half the season then that was that was doing pretty good there then i ended up getting chipped over to um lincoln and then i at the time of muskegon there i was only playing around eight to ten minutes i'd say which isn't bad, which isn't, like, great, but, I mean, I took it, and I learned a lot from that. Took it over to Lincoln, then ended up playing around 30 minutes a night, I'd say, 20 to 30 minutes a night, and that, pretty sure that helped me out a lot in the draft, just to show that, you know, like, I, I could hold my own in the league, so... And that's, a, and that's a big thing, because it was almost like Muskegon was the launching pad for you going into the draft, in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a thing that I hear echoed from a lot of players who were with the Lumberjacks that Muskegon was almost like their starting ground that they may not have spent their whole time there, but it was really what propelled them forward, like what we saw with Andrei Svechnikov and now with you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so what was the transition like from the USHL to the OHL with the London Knights? Okay, so uh, as you can tell, like the USHL, I'd say, is... Uh, I, I want to say it's more more physical, I would say, in a sense. But then I went over to the OHL and transitioned. Everything that helped me out there was more of, like, the defending part and then the physicality. Like, I, I love playing tough, like, physical game. Sure. I brought that into the O. So it was, it was, like, the O was, like, really fast. I'd say it was, like, super fast, skilled. And then there's some there's some big guys on every team, so like it was it was good. I mean, it was a great transition, I think, for me, honestly, because it helped out the speed, skill, then played against every top two lines at least has a first, second, third rounder on it, and playing against those top talented guys like really helped me like learn the defensive part of the game because I think this is my fourth year playing defense because I used to play forward back when I was 15. 16 years old, so even when I was on Muskegon there for a little bit, I think my first year I played a handful of four or five games as a forward, so it was, it was good. 
Yeah, and that's and that's a big thing, you know, with the physicality piece with the O is what I've was what I've heard from the sentiment of a lot of OHL players is really just the that you're you're going up against the in the school of hard knocks in a sense where it's like everybody's out there, everybody there is the best of the best of the best of the best, and you're you're going in night in and night out going against them. Oh, absolutely! Like going there, it's it's you get either two or three years to become a pro. I mean, that's that's the reason I went there, especially in London. Those guys are feeding ground for NHL guys. Like you could look in the books and how many guys they put in the NHL, but like there's nothing to brag about there. But it's just a, sort of a fact from them. Yeah. I think going there is like you're trying to become a pro and every day is, is your job. And that's what they're trying to teach you there. And like going there in London having every day with being like with Alec Pagula, Marcus Phillips is probably the biggest professional guy off the ice I've ever played with, to be honest. Him, Merkley, Regula, all those guys, Foodie, Connor McMichael, I played against him in the in the World Juniors there, but I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Like from a professional standpoint, of like you know what, every night is a job. Like, if you don't play good, you're not gonna play. Like period. It doesn't matter if you're a first, second rounder, third rounder, fourth rounder. It's whoever's playing good, and it's sort of how the NHL is. You don't see many guys that don't play good and play. You just don't. No. So you don't. It's, it's good stomping ground for that. A learning curve for everybody. And t- yeah, and tell us a little bit more about Alec. Um, with with a lot of Blackhawk fans that listen to this show, tell us about Alec Rajula and what he brings to the game and what Blackhawk fans can expect from him. Absolutely, he was my he was my first line partner in like that whole year. So playing with him absolutely helped me out so much because he is so poised with the puck on breakouts, either on power play, they had him in front of the net just because he's a huge body, hard to move. He was he was actually flawless in front of the net. Like he surprised me, honestly, from playing with him on Copyware when I was thirteen, fourteen years old. Like he has improved so much from Chicago still to here now in London. Um now he's making his way up to the AHL the NHL. With Blackhawks, I mean, he's super skilled offensively. Like, you may not see it, but he does make certain small plays that make a huge difference, and especially in power play, like in front of the net. I don't know. I forgot how many goals he had. I mean, close to 28, 27 goals this year, maybe, in the high 20s, I'm pretty sure. And that's insane for a defenseman. Absolutely. Like, that's stuff Ryan Merkley does. And, like, that's a whole different story with him, like, He's insane to even like play with. It's, it's just crazy. But Ragulam, back on him, he, he's he's a very talented player. He'll definitely be a solid NHL defenseman because he's so good defensively, and he also brings the, the skill part on the offensive end. So it, it was great playing with him. Yeah. So after joining the London Knights, I actually had the chance to watch your first OHL goal. A beautiful long snipe, I might add. Take us through your first goal against Peterborough. remember it play by play so i'm pretty sure it's like either my was it in the first period i'm pretty sure it was like five minutes in i it yeah was like my third shift sean just ended up 
Alright, so it came up to me on the point. I, like, ripped one wide, and it hit off the backboards, went to Stranges, and Stranges did, like, a spinorama pass, and it tipped off Buskov's stick, and I came in the zone. I did, like, a little head fake, toe drag pull on, and shot it top right. Fast. I remember Hunter Jones, you know, uh, one of the big goalies in the league, and it felt good that my second one came also, like, in the second or third period where it came up the boards, sort of like a little bounce, and, you know, my favorite shot is a one-timer, and, you know, I ended up taking a one-timer, and it went bottom right, I'm pretty sure, so it was, it was definitely a good first two goals for for my uh, debut, for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's a big thing, you know, when you're talking about the the momentum in a sense, where it's like, okay, we got this first long snipe. Now we're gonna go to my bread and butter, which is the one timer, and those things feed off of each other to just help you uh, help you become a better player. Absolutely, and it was good getting the first one out of the way, you know. Like even though it's just major junior. Like it was, it was good to get the first one out of the way because you you sort of worry about it in a sense, like you know, let's get this first one out of the way, then go from there. But it was, it was good getting the first one out of the way in the first game. Yeah. So you won a gold medal over the Canadians in the twenty twenty one World Juniors. As the final seconds are ticking down with a two nothing lead, what were the emotions going through your head? I I was I was so pumped, like. I was ecstatic. I sort of, it brought me back, to be honest with you, to the NHL draft days and all that flashed in front of my face. Like, you know what? Like, I was, I was like, I don't get butterflies that often. And I was just sort of shaken up. Like, I was going, I was going crazy. And I was like, you know what? This is a once in a lifetime thing. And I seen so many guys come through that World Juniors. Like, all your top guys in the NHL, I'm like, wow, like, I have an opportunity here, and I'm I'm about to win gold. And, and that's incredible. For my country, too. Like, I've never worn a USA jersey ever in my life and played with it. And that was the first time, and it was, it was absolutely, like, mind-blowing, and it was the best feeling. And that and that's and that's a big thing when you talk about everything flashing before your eyes, like everything everything you've worked for has almost led to this moment where you're representing your country on the world stage. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know I know that it was just a crazy tournament. You know, you guys were almost like the underdogs going into it with the Canadians who had kind of blown everyone out before yeah. that game. I mean, how do you mentally prepare yourself when you're going up against almost like a David and Goliath situation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, me personally, and when I talk to all the boys about, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big guy on, like, all right, so NHL draft, I don't take a number as how you are as a player. Like, I don't care if you're seventh round, last pick, it's how much work and how much time you put into the game is what you're going to get out of it. I personally think you could look at Pavel Datsuk, all those guys like that. Like, Pavel Datsuk is going to be a Hall of Famer. And, like, he, what was he, like, sixth or seventh round, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't go in there thinking, oh, wow, they got 21 first rounders. Like, what are we going to do? You, you know? Like, we went in there going, you know what? Like, we're going to do this for our country and for each other. And we're going to put everything on the line. Either that's blocking shots. Having, like, we had Turks and Zegers, our biggest stars, like some of our biggest stars on the team, absolutely have a great game. 
and everybody, there was nobody, like, it was everybody. I don't care if you were sitting or not. Everybody was into that game at the moment. Yeah. Working out for us. It was a really, almost like a cohesive effort, no matter what your role was on the team. No you, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, your role didn't matter. You're part of it. You're waving the white flag. And then you do the, then you do the, the do or die chant afterwards. What does that mean to you to be a part of the do or die chant? And take our listeners uh, through that. For our, for our listeners who might not know about the USA Do or Die chant. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Like, I've, I've seen, like, I, it, was, it was unbelievable. Like, you see videos with, like, Patrick Keane and all these USA guys doing it, and I finally got to be a part of it. And it's going to be in the history books because, like, this is the first time, like, we ever had to go into a bubble at this age. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, such a, a hard time period in everybody's lives and that was the only hockey on at the moment and it was it was, it was great like it was unbelievable feeling to be a part of that and like and the one thing i took away from this whole tournament was we we're all brothers now that fought for something for our country and, and it was yeah and that's and that's incredible to the the brotherhood especially especially in the bubble you don't have anyone else besides yourselves and your teammates with you so it's really that the bonding is going through the roof in a sense more than it would in a typical world junior tournament oh absolutely no so how are you keeping your game in top shape during the pandemic you were saying you know it's a tough time for everyone i think everyone knows that but how do you make the best of this time and say i'm going to get myself better yeah for sure so um you know, the pandemic's been, like, really, really hard on everybody. And, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, you know, what, what can I honestly do to get me to the next level? And I, it brought me back to my Traverse City and being in New York for the first time. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. It, it wasn't, like, the worst either. Like, I took so much things from that. I went in there being 176 pounds. I was like, you know what, why not get up to, like, 190 to 200 pounds and just get the confidence rolling and make it hit hit the ground running in New York. So I ended up getting like a meal plan and all this kind of stuff and from New York. And then I got a workout room in my garage that we had from the past. So we just built onto that and made it made it like a sort of a real gym. Then I have a, a shooter tutor outside with the hockey net and all the stuff that you know you need. And, I think I just really took advantage of that because I'm up to like 193, anywhere from 190 to 193. But um, yeah, uh, just put the work in. And that's know? and that's a big thing. Like the like I was talking with some other like uh, pro guys who were saying, you know what you do during this time is going to speak volumes when you get to training camp in the regular season. Oh, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, this, you could either take this time and either be like, you know what, like, I can't go to the rink, I can't do this, I can't do that, and keep giving yourself excuses, or you could go work everything you can and do it to the best and push yourself and try to get ahead of people because there's always someone out there, I don't care, this is what my parents taught me, if you're not working, someone else is working harder. And you got to keep working harder and working harder or someone's going to pass you up and never like 
ever since I heard that from my parents, you know, like it's been pushing me. That's, that's really sound advice for everyone in the hockey community and beyond the hockey community. Yeah, for sure. Especially as a young kid too, because like it is, it flies by and like, I want everybody to know that, like, trust me, like I would never want to go back in life and like restart my career but if i could like it would it would be crazy because all the boys were talking actually on the plane to uh edmonton like you know what like this brings me back to the old days with the young guys like when we were 13 14 years old going to the hotel and stuff yeah stuff it brings you back and it's like man that that was so fun it just flew by like look at us we're 18 19 almost to returning 20 Yorkie, Caulfield all them guys Clanville we turned 20 in this year and it, it flies by so you just gotta enjoy every moment of it uh, that's about it no so whenever you do join the New York Rangers in the future what are you most excited about being a part of that organization you know just how prestigious it is you know it's our original 16. I'm pretty sure almost everybody that knows hockey knows New York Rangers. And even if some people don't know hockey, I feel like they've heard of New York Rangers. And being a part of that with, like, like you see the top talent on that team was the big Jack Kreider, you know, Panarin. Now we got Lafreniere, which is a big jump. Taco was our last second overall pick in my job. All these guys are just, like, unreal players. And hopefully one day i want to say i'll be on that team playing with them it'd be unreal and that that that's where that's where i see you going because you you've got that defensive mindset where you can be a top pairing d-man and it's almost like you've got you've got the strength and it's 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 really it's really incredible because i think you're going to meld well in there because they're building such a young team with core yeah. veteran leadership absolutely no. So, Hunter, before we head out today, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners around the U.S., Canada, and beyond? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I just want to say one thing for my country, too. Like, I, I, I said it before. Like, I never worn that jersey and played with it. And I truly want to say it was an honor. It was an honor, for sure. Like, it was an unbelievable honor for me to be a part of that team even though I didn't play as much like people could ran on me for not playing that much but I mean it, it was an honor being part and being, being a part of that winning team and winning that gold for our country I think that's a big thing too right and nobody can take it away oh they can rag on you and say you only played X you only played Y but at the end of the day they weren't in the bubble hosting the gold medal yeah and I think I don't care if you do play a game you're still part of the team your name's on that roster. You're a part of the team, and you got you have to win as a team. Everybody's got to be in. Everyone's got to be locked in. See, if, you, if you're not playing, you're bringing positivity and talking to every guy, being like creating a brotherhood. I think you start talking, everybody starts jumping on, jumping on, jumping on. It's a little train of, you know what? Let's let's start creating something that'll last a lifetime. No, and something that will last a lifetime is the gold medal performance. Hunter Skinner, New York Rangers prospect, London Knights, and now world junior champion. Hunter Skinner, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it.